following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Nice post-Christmas update to Studio B that, yeah. you're, that you're sitting in. Yes. Got myself a, an my, old new chair. My ass is sore just watching your comfortability over hey, there. You're more than welcome to hit up Office Depot and go get one. <laughs> get some, Bring her on down. on a second-rate office store and, <laughs> yeah. and buy that down. What do you need this for? Uh, a podcast that we podcast. do once a week. Yep. That's fine. It's a nice chair. I yeah, like that. It's not bad. Very nice. It is the post-Christmas edition, right before the new year of the Intentional Fall. We're recording this in Studio B during Snowmageddon, the yeah, early geez. stages. I've already gotten the text message that my wife is stuck in our driveway. Oh, wow. And the heavy stuff hasn't even arrived Where yet. Where was she going? She wanted to be nice and let me park in the driveway, or park in the garage, because we've got a lot of shit yeah. on, on the other side. So that when I leave at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, I can just barrel right out of the driveway. Sure. And not have to start the car, wipe everything off, shovel a path, whatever. So it was very nice of her. And she said, well, I'll move my car while it's, there's still nothing on the ground. Little did she know that there was too much for her wow. little car. So I get to do that when I get home. Sweet. That'll be fun. Awesome. That'll be great. It is the Intentional Foul. Thank you for coming back, listening, subscribing. It's our final show before 2021, getting this bullshit year out of our system why what happened <laughs> too much i've been good too much crap <laughs> you know what it's funny because a lot of people that like what was the worst thing that happened to you this year like probably went to the er for my ankle right it had nothing to do with covid no i mean not covid I, I got you, it. you were like yeah it kind of sucks i'm not and going I was to over work, it but... right and i can't taste my piece of casey's pizza or something right. you know first world problems to that degree but, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, the worst thing that happened to me this year was the goddamn NBA bubble. <laughs> Watching the Bucks go and lay an egg. <laughs> a lot of people are wanting to get this year behind them. I, I We're going to be dealing with shit to start 2021. We hope nothing bad happened to any of you. Right, of course. And if it did, we probably already know about it because everybody has to tell everybody their life story online. Twitter so. and Facebook, Thank Snapchat, you for that. Snapchat, TikTok, whatever you want to use, fine, dandy. Um. What? Yeah, what? Like I don't know. They they won't die. The social media app? No, the bears. Oh. <laughs> you wanted them to lose so you just didn't have to. You didn't expect them to lose to Jacksonville, did no, you? No. I no. didn't expect them to lay 41 on them. But uh, well, it's the Jags are okay, actively Milam. trying to lose. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the Jags are actively trying to lose. Well, and it's like they got a call midway through the game. And they're like, what are you guys doing? It wasn't it like 10 to 10. They, yeah. It was 10 to 10, and Trubisky throws that just oh. high school-level interception in the end zone. It's awful. And then, like, two plays later, they immediately give it right back. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been an interesting run here as as we barrel into the last, last little uh, couple weeks of the NFL here. But you lose... Five in a row, six in a row. Was it six in a row? Yeah, they lost six in a row. Mm-hmm. Now you've won three in a row, 
Everybody's talking about the playoffs because it's above 500. legitimately yeah, possible. Right. The offense has looked really good. They've scored 30, 36, 33, and 41 in their last four games, which is really good. And you talk about Trubisky and, you know, I mean, he's having these, he'll have that one moment like he had the other day at the end of the half. But for the most part, he's playing well. Montgomery's playing really well. The line's looking better. But then you go, yeah, but they just played Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. None of those teams are over 500, and none of those teams even have a top 20 defense. And they really have no motivation. Other than the to, Viking game. That play, was the only one. Right, because it's, it's a division And game, you but, lost the Lion game, right. which you should have won. So, I don't know. It's, it's leading us down the road right where I told you. The, the danger zone of the mediocrity where it was not enough bad to happen to make a change and not enough good to happen for anything positive. And now all of a sudden I'm hearing Trubisky in a franchise tag. You, you texted me the link and said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Oh my God. And, and like you, and we talked about this in the, in, at our high school game the other day. It's like, you want to sign him to, to an extension that's one thing because you're not going to pay him $30 million a year in an extension. Let's face it. That's just not happening. But you're going to be forced to do another evaluation year to figure out whether you want to sign him to an extension. And that's going to require you to pay him $30 million a year, which is just absolutely rid- That's worse than Cousins guaranteed money, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's... Thank God it's for one year. I mean, I really think that he's probably one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the world right now. Okay. Probably. Uh-huh. But what does that mean? What does that mean if you're the Bears? Like, you know, if you don't bring him back, what's the worst thing that could happen? He goes on to win a Super Bowl with somebody with else. Somebody else, and then you highly unlikely, probably. Um, I mean, I I told you, are you going to sign a free agent that's worse, or put in a rookie that could do worse? Well, I, I mean, I'm, and, I'm and you it will, and you look around the NFL right now at who might be available. You got maybe a Matt Ryan, Cam Newton's available. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. Although I heard New England is probably going to bring him back, oh but you got God. Matt Ryan might be available. Matt Stafford might be available. A young guy like a Darnold, if they decide to the draft quarterback right. at two, he might be available. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be available. I mean, so if you went the veteran short-term, short we think we have a good enough rest of the team to maybe make a run, which I don't know that I agree with. Okay, but if you bring Trubisky back, I just don't know what your long-term goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I told you the other day that I kind of wish we had had a podcast last week because as my dog sits up and howls <laughs> hearing us talk, um, I've kind of figured out who Trubisky is. Okay. And to me, he's a cross between Alex Smith and Ryan Tannehill. Like, He's a little bit like Tannehill because you remember when Tannehill came in to, with the Dolphins, he had only he, he had been a wide receiver in college for a while. Like he wasn't even a natural quarterback, mm-hmm. and it showed. You know, he'd be really good one week and then suck for three. And Alex Smith, he's the kind of guy where if you give him a good line, a running game, and a defense, 
He'll win you nine to ten games. Sure. But you're going to lose in the wild card game. So I don't know if that's somebody that you're going to build around. Are you really excited about that? Unless you've got a bunch of stuff around him, and they, they don't. I, I don't think they do. I mean, they have a messy tight end situation. They have a receiver that they're going to try to lock up long-term, maybe, that they've been trying to do. They have an offensive line that needs to be gutted and really revamped. Uh, the defense, yeah, I mean, they lost some pieces. They're not as good as they were last year. Um, the running game, if they ever figure out that they can run David Montgomery, which, I mean, if Matt Nagy's back, I think maybe he's realizing that he has a decent piece in David Montgomery because he comes from a place in Kansas City. They don't need to run. The, priority one, two, or three is not to run the ball. When did David Montgomery start playing well? Matt Nagy gave up the play calling. Yeah. Like Bill Lazor. Go figure. Yeah. When Bill Lazor, and he probably, the offensive coordinator can say what he wants to the coach, but as long as the coach is calling the plays, it ain't going to matter. Exactly. But then now you see Montgomery getting a few carries a game and looking at his production and looking at a little balanced offense, taking a little pressure off the quarterback. Look what happens. You have 30 points, 35 points a game, whatever they're scoring. And and granted, you need to, you need to play a little defense and, you know, to, to win some of these games, but still, it's amazing how that can happen. So if you can go that route and maybe use this as a learning moment, I don't know. Maybe if you play this way for a full season, things might be different. Well, the good thing for me is that the Bears, it's out of their hands what happens Correct. as far as the playoffs go because they're not beating the Packers. And... Arizona is going to play a backup quarterback because of the golf injury. So there's a very good chance that Arizona wins, the Bears lose, and this is a moot point. And hopefully an 8-8 eight and eight record with a six-game losing streak in the middle of it um, precipitates some changes. That's that's my hope. But I'm not I don't sure know. I, I'm not confident. It's my hope, but I, I'm not confident. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I... I I guess I wouldn't be either. If you if you are advocating for change, you need bad things to happen. And that's tough, you know, because... It sucks to root for your team to lose. Right. Like, who are they playing uh, the week before? Oh, in the Viking game. I, I, I hate the Vikings, but I was just kind of like... We don't need to win Yeah, this. I'd be fine if the Vikings won this game. Right. I'd be fine. And we are in now the era of, as soon as the season starts... You look at who does well and who does poorly and who's available in the draft, mm-hmm. and the immediate reaction by a lot of the most of the fan base is, well, if we have a bad season, we can go get that guy. The season just started, and you're already maybe rooting for your team. Yeah. To, and, and that's not... The race to be shitty is, right. is a real thing. It seems to be more paramount... Th- nowadays than it ever has been. Like, was that even a thing back? No. I, you didn't hear about I mean, teams. No, and, and if it was, it wasn't as public. Right. Well, I mean, information flows a lot more freely, and I'm people's sure, opinions do too. I'm sure the 88 Packers were looking at the draft going, Aikman, Mandrich, Barry Sanders, and Dion in week 15 when they were Two and thirteen, they were probably like, "Yeah, we're cool losing this game." But they weren't looking at it in week four, right? Right. Well, no, they were hoping to be good because Forrest Gregg still wanted to keep his job and all that kind of stuff. Nowadays, it's so quick where 
you even before the season, well, we're not looking like we're going to be very good, but Trevor Lawrence is at the top, so how bad can we be? Like, if you're Jacksonville, can you fire Doug Marone for going 1-15 when you probably wanted him to? I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Though? I think the Jets now can fire Adam Gase yeah. after they've won two in a row. I suppose and screwed themselves out of those sweepstakes. But right, exactly. That coaching staff has gotten you a piece that could potentially turn help turn your franchise around. Do you reward the guy for doing that, or do you say congratulations? Now get the hell out of here. Well, and that's at the end of the day, that's the rub with me with the Bears right now is like. Would it be cool for them to make the playoffs? Would I like to next weekend watch a play? Well, have the Bears on on in a playoff on game a and game, yeah. get to watch that and have fun doing that? And you know, maybe they get lucky and win a game. Yeah, that'd be cool. The problem is, it doesn't solve anything. It it just yes, it it doesn't solve anything. It just kicks the can down the road, and we're going to have the same issues and questions next season that we have now. Speaking of play call, how about a how about a jet sweep to the tight end inside the inside the red zone? It's an interesting the call. Line. There was there was one sequence there where they ran three terrible plays in a row, and I just kind of went, "What is going like for all of you know that that you talk about laser trying to you know even things out? It's just amazing how coaches find new things to come up with that they think are good ideas." And they try to reinvent the wheel, and it just blows up. Yeah, it's uh, it's I, I, Cliff Kingsbury-itis, man. You like, can see it at every level, too. I mean, they do it in college. I, I, it was just one of those things that really stood out to me watching what I did of that game. I just kind of went, what are you doing? Well, and it's like, that's why, you know, the good teams are the good teams. Like, if it's third and four, and the Packers have the ball... All they have to do is do a little rollout to the right on the side that Devontae Adams is and Rodgers. That's a, and that's a first down every time. The Chiefs do it with Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes. Roll Mahomes out on a quick quick one, two-yard out for Hill, first down. Every time. You can't guard it. So why are we doing all this other crap? Because you don't have Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. You got somebody, though, Aaron that can Rodgers do the job. Mahomes. I know. You know. Maybe he thinks that's what the that's what the – Strengths are. I, I don't know. It was just that sequence just stood out to me. Um, All right, moving on. Snow Globe game uh, in Lambeau. Uh, this really surprised me. The outcome really surprised me. I, I, I thought Derrick Henry had a legitimate chance to run for 250 to 300 yards because the Packers have not been traditionally good at stopping the run. And when you get in bad conditions, you don't really put the ball in the hands of your quarterback as much, at least if you're smart. So I thought maybe Henry, this would be an opportunity for him. Like, and and there was one of those games, and I said it on Monday. It reminded me of an old school game. You give your main running back the ball twenty five to thirty times, maybe even thirty five, just to see what happens. He doesn't have to go nuts. Edgar Bennett never ran for you know a ton of yards, but he got the ball a ton. And I'm sure that they didn't have a problem handing to Derrick Henry. I just didn't understand what the Titans were doing. Well, like, you knew it was going to be one extreme or the other. They, they, he sure. was either going to run all over him or the Packers were going to kick the shit I out of him. I told you that about the Barry Sanders you know, playoff game, whatever, they held him to minus one. I didn't expect that. But at the same time, you're right. I was like, there, he could go off or they could stop him. Yeah. And when they came out flying around and the first couple carries didn't do much, Titans kind of went away from that a little bit. Southern team playing in the snow. Yeah. As soon as I saw... You know, I heard it was going to snow, mm-hmm. and as soon as I turned it on and I saw the conditions, I thought, oh, this isn't good for the Titans. 
Um, not used to it. They're not teams don't just do that anymore. They're oh. not just going to give him the ball thirty times. They'll give him the ball thirty times in the playoffs. They they're not going to do it in a regular season road game. And uh, Ryan Tannehill is just not good enough to beat no. Rodgers in those conditions. No, it's just he's just. I think Ryan Tannehill's a solid quarterback, but. Not in a game like that. There was a little bit of resurgence from them at the end of the first half and then the start of the second half, and then Green Bay scored like that right afterwards. And then, Well, it's hard enough. It's really hard to beat the Packers. It's really hard to beat Aaron Rodgers. It's really hard to beat them in Lambeau. It's impossible to beat them when you're going against the referees as much as teams <laughs> do when they play in Lambeau. There, was, there, there, are, there were so we, many Every calls. time there's a Packer home game, there's – Blatant, awful calls that go the Packers' way. I'm not saying that there's anything rigged. I'm just saying that's what happens. It happened twice in that game. The out-of-bounds one. The, the out-of-bounds one and then that the block the, punt. Yeah. No. That yeah. wasn't offsides. The, the, no. And even that they had Terry McCauley on, and he's like, I don't know no, what that, these that, guys are looking at. What the fuck is that? That's a, Those are game-changing plays. Now, the Jones one, they very likely score anyway. But, you know... It's tough, man. The, it's the, tough. The block field goal one was a potential momentum change. For sure. Absolutely. At the point in the game it yes. was, yep. Absolutely. it could have changed some things. But, like, I can see the out-of-bounds thing happen because when the kickoff went out-of-bounds and they tried to spot the ball, they couldn't even find the 40-yard line. Yeah. It was written for, they couldn't find it. Right. So I, I don't know what it was like down in the field. So when the guys got... Well, what the fuck is replay for? Well, and that's where you also have to hold the uh, the opposing coaching staff a little bit accountable. Like, there's a bunch yeah. of replays up in the booth that they're watching. Why don't why aren't they radioing down to Vrabel and going, ah, you might want to do something about this? Yeah. And then they run up and credit the Packers for doing it because they they taken advantage of the situation. It's not it's like anything else when the guys are running off the field and there's twelve men and you know all this gamesmanship or whatever. But it's like if if you have the opportunity to correct a mistake and you don't. Part of that's on you. Well, and and for for all of my Packer complaining, <laughs> they are rolling right now. They're playing the best football of anybody in the be. NFC. And that's right where they need to be and going. I, and I love every minute of, of it because that fall from grace that's going to happen in the conference championship <laughs> game when they choke again is going to be even more funny. But, um, no, they're playing really well right now. Rodgers is playing as good as anybody in the league. Adams is playing as good as any receiver in the league. They've got a nice little um, two, three-man, now with Dylan getting in the mix, running game going. They have the best offensive line in football, as long as all their guys are healthy. Um, well, they, and they're that, deep, that doesn't even matter, because they're reshuffling their line every game. Yeah, well, the Packers have figured something out with offensive line They've play. got versatility whatever, like nobody else has. However they're drafting or or however they're they're teaching these guys, they just it's it's become like a factory. They've had a rookie step in and they have yeah. not lost a bit. No. And uh and the defense looks competent. They're so, up to what I think I saw yesterday, 7th in the league now in total yards allowed per game. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at that. Well, it's because they get up so much and teams don't run the ball. Right, they have to pass. That that's part of the yeah. thing. And that's what happened on Sunday night, you know. It's and I told you it's so funny when teams play the Packers and it reminds me of when with Badger basketball like if you're playing the Packers in Lambo and they get the coin toss and they go down and score teams shit their pants because they're like okay 
there's still 12 minutes left in the first quarter. We're already down 7 to nothing. We got to catch up right now. And then they do something stupid, and then the Packers get it back in good field position. And they score, and they again. score again, and now you're in total panic mode. Which is funny because if you look at the recent games, especially this season, and even going back to last season with the McCarthy, it's not like the Packers are looking to beat your brains in. Whether it's the play calls or the effort or what have you, there's an inevitable lull in the game that will give the opponent a window to get back in. They had it at the end of the first half and the start of the second half. Mm -hmm. And then Green Bay thought, oh, shit, we got a game on our hands. And then they scored again, and then Tennessee kind of just, you know, cashed it in for the rest of the game. It's cold. Right. Like, (laughs) oh, well, these guys are still going to try, then forget it. But there's always that window. So it's like I don't understand that mentality because it's like this is the first time they've ever seen that happen. I think it's the Rodgers factor. Short memory, I don't know. It's the Rodgers factor. I it has to be. And and it's a little bit of the Packer mystique because the Packers were famous for doing that with Favre too. Getting the ball, right. scoring immediately, going up 7 nothing at home, and now the other team is is like it's like you just got hit with this early haymaker in the first round and you're stunned and you don't really know how to react. So, instead of just boxing your fight, you try to hit them back with a haymaker, you miss, and then you get punched in the face again. Right. So, and, and, and you're down on the scorecard, and you're like, how am I going to get out of this? Right. Yeah. And then the rest of the game is an uphill battle, and against Rodgers when he's rolling, it's not going to work out well for you. So before we go in the, in the results, and then we go in, in, in the rest of the previews, you're expecting a lopsided game, no matter that these guys have played each other tough traditionally? I'm not saying, I don't think... It's not going to be as bad as the first game because I think the Bears' defense is was embarrassed, and they should be. I don't think it'll be down to the wire. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers will get up early, and I think it'll be a comfortable win for them cruising into the one seed and the Bears having to hope that the uh, the backup for the Rams can do his thing. You know who the backup to the Rams is? I don't even know. John Garland? What? Something like that? Okay. I don't know. I don't Nobody know I ever is. heard of. Okay. Moreland, Gorl, I don't know. All right. Some jabroni. Um, you know, we're at, just love that. We're at the point now, and I said it yesterday when you had texted me or when, when we had talked about it. I don't, I mean, you want the one seed, but here's the thing. You go into the playoffs playing your best, and we've seen it before, not from this coach, but from this team where it's you're playing your best ball, you're rolling, and then now you're sitting for a couple of weeks. And then you expect to come back out and pick up right where you left off, and I just don't think that's realistic. Whether you're at home, whatever opponent you're playing, I just don't think you can shut it down and then fire it back up and expect to be at the level you were at. I think you always want the one seed. You always want the bye. Because more often than not, the one seed wins that game. And you want to be able to host the conference championship game. That's I mean, the only reason. At the end that of the I day, that guess. that's that's the big deal. And I think, especially this year, with who the other two best teams are, I think having it in Lambeau is a big deal. You don't want to go to Seattle, even without their fans. They're seven and one at home, and you don't want to have to go back down to the Superdome mm-hmm. and play the Saints. I, you got them there early. I'm not sure you're going to go down there and beat them twice. So getting that home game is is a big deal. And, I mean, 
I'm, I'm not saying I don't want them to get yeah. the one seed. I just think that there's there's a little bit of history there and a little bit of concern because you're playing so well, well and now you just there's stop. There's personal history for you well, because you think about the Giant game. Of course I do. That's, you know. An anomaly? But, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, mo- go back and look. Most one seeds or teams or even two seeds in the past that got the bye, most of the time they win. Sometimes they get upset, but sometimes it's as much matchup dictated as it is because they had a week off. You know, sometimes if you're banged up, you need it. You, you I need mean, it. the Packers oh, and I know aren't the players really, want but... It. I mean, obviously, the coaches want I mean, it. you think the freaking Steelers wouldn't like a week off? They, they, they played been, five games in a month. They've been a catastrophe. Yeah, the last people are like, "How oh, they lose three in a row?" It's like, <laughs> well, they've been <laughs> look at their schedule every four days. <laughs> they didn't nice. even have a bye really this week. They had that COVID one in like mm-hmm. week three. Yeah. So. Yep. So all right. So you think Rogers is going to win MVP? His, the odds just went in his favor. I, I saw I, today. I, I mean, they. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't tracked any of the odds or anything like that. I mean, they 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 showed the numbers on the broadcast with with Mahomes. Um, I think it's a little bit of what we saw in the NBA with the LeBron Giannis thing. Okay. Where I think you could certainly make an argument that Rodgers is the best player in the league. Just day-to-day, year-to-year, like LeBron, he's just the best guy in the league. But, like Giannis, Mahomes is going to have the best record in the league with the best team in the best conference, and the numbers are basically the same. I mean, I don't really care who wins the MVP because and, and, MVP in football's not it's not like basketball, it's not as big a deal. It's it's basically the pro, professional version of the Heisman because it's a total offense and basically a quarterback award. Mm-hmm. I look today, this this century there's only been four running backs that have won it. Really? Everything else has been a quarterback. So, um who, at the end of the day, not a big deal, but everybody is kind of like, "Oh, Pat Mahomes has lost the MVP the last two weeks. It's like he's got eighteen. He's got eight hundred more yards than Rodgers. He's got like I don't know four or five less touchdowns. But they're fifteen and one in the AFC, right. or they're going to be fifteen and one. So I don't know. It's just interesting on what you value, and is it a little bit of a Aaron Rodgers nostalgia? Does that play in? I think a little, probably, probably for, but, for what he's doing at his age. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was interesting, some of the national guys who are not Rodgers defenders by any stretch of the imagination, and I know there are a lot of them, uh, but there's also a lot of detractors, they compared the numbers and they looked at Mahomes' numbers in the last couple of games when he hasn't been spectacular, and he said, imagine if Rodgers did this and put up these numbers. Nobody's really talking about Mahomes playing badly or not having great games, but if conversely, if Rodgers has those numbers, everybody would be on his case. Say, well, he's getting too old. He's he's going downhill. He's not playing to the level that he needs to be playing at. And I was like, that's probably fair. But I also don't think either one needs to be made no. a big deal out of. No, like Mahomes threw a couple picks in that, I think it was the Dolphin game, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, two of them were just wonky, tipped, bouncing off helmet shit. Right. It, it goes in your stat line. Right. But is it your fault? Not really. That's why I always thought they should have added, and I'm not a huge statistic guy, but I would not I would be curious to see, okay, what's the analytics say when an interception happens when your guy drops the ball or tips the ball and it goes into a defender's arms? Right. Not where you throw it right to the guy, right. but where something not, not happens. Not a cutler. Exactly. Not, 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 not a cutler. 
or or Trubisky? <laughs> are you throwing it into triple coverage right. or something like that? Like, I want to see how many that they can determine are actually the quarterback's d- decisions and what happens. Yeah, though that might give you a little bit more indication of what your quarterback's talent level may be, but that doesn't exist at least at this point. Which I don't know why. Elias or Pro Football Focus hasn't come up with that, but honestly, the MVP race doesn't matter to me. I mean, if anything, it would add fuel to the fire that if Rodgers doesn't win another Super Bowl, but he gets an MVP, it just adds fuel to the fire of the Packers haven't done enough to give the best player an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. Well, and I'll just say this last thing, and then we'll move on because we're getting a little long here, but I did hear, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Rex Ryan said it this and and good. and I kind of agree with it. He goes, "The Packers are the best team in the NFC. They're probably going to go to the Super Bowl, but I don't think they deserve it because they fucked the draft up so bad." <laughs> like you you had an you could have drafted two two linebackers that could probably be starting for you and you may be about an unbeatable team if you had done that, but instead you took a kid at quarterback who's never going to play for you and you took a third string running back. Like think about that. As good as this team is, Throw throw that um, that queen guy that the Ravens ended up taking. Oh, throw him on the Packers yes. right now. Yes, or one of these other guys. Yep. Throw or, or throw Brandon Ayuk on there as a wide receiver opposite uh, Adams mm-hmm. right now. Like who's stopping that team? And instead, you took a guy who hasn't played a snap and a guy in Dylan who. Wasn't relevant until week fifteen because he kind of had to be. And I think their third round guy got hurt in the first, and they, and they were going to use him as an H back right. in Lafleur system. So you basically hurt, got, and he's got been on IR. Your draft has basically been a zero, pretty with the much, exception of your lineman. If you have the lineman that's had to step in and yeah. done pretty well. Other than that's that, it. Nobody's really done anything. No. You're right. You're right. I mean, but you know, we get to that thing, and then yeah, it's all about. With this franchise, future, 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 future. It's never... Future's now. It's never right now. Well, the future is is. now for this team. Because I think this is the year. Yeah? I think this is the year. Okay. The NFC's down. You're you're the top seed. There's no excuses. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Week 16, Christmas Day. That was fun watching uh, with a bunch of Vikings fans in Minnesota. (laughs) I bet. Watching the Saints... Pound Minnesota. Watching um, Alvin Kamara just whip it oh out and throw it on the table God. and say, mine's bigger. Seriously? Yeah. Breeze looked okay, but Minnesota, I'd, yeah, fine. He should have had seven touchdowns. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they screwed him out yes, of that one. They did. Somebody must have told Sean Payton, like, what are you doing? Right. Absolutely. Like, what are you that, doing? That was, that like, was this is like the... a This is like historic, like, what, what I hear, he had like 55 fantasy points. And it's only happened like nine. Like they, somebody went back and did like the entire history of football. Oh my god! And it's only happened like nine or ten times ever that a guy would in the history of football has had that much production. Production. And they could have had more. Yeah, could have had the most. Uh, Tampa Bay absolutely beat the shit out of Detroit. I didn't. We. I think we didn't even watch that game. Um, Daryl Bevel. I think we were on the road. I mean, he I didn't. Mean, he didn't even go. He, he, no, he didn't coach. <laughs> he didn't even go he didn't to the game. Bother. He knew. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I'm just gonna stay home for this. Uh, San Francisco and Arizona didn't didn't see that either. What but a disappointment! Yeah, yeah, that, 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 those were your guys this season that that were going to be a surprise. It's coaching malpractice, man. It looked good early on, and now what has just well, Kyler Murray, happened? Kyler Murray is and has been banged up. Now he's got a leg injury. Before he had a shoulder injury, and you know that's what happens when you're a little guy and you run around. Right, you're gonna oh, take true. you're gonna take some shots, but um, I'm I. 
to lose to at home to Nick Mullins when they're not playing <laughs> for anything. That's that's bad. I watched the end of the Dolphins Raiders game, which was absolutely crazy. I was really drunk and I did not see it at that point. <laughs> I had a couple friends over sure. and yeah, did, we we didn't. That game got turned off. I mean, Gruden basically he didn't go for a touchdown. Settled for the field goal, gave too much time, and it, 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 I mean, it was... And then Fitzpatrick had the face mask throw. Yes. Yeah, I did see the replay yep. of that. Uh, so, I mean, there was three lead changes under a minute and a half. Um, it, it was it was really good theater. Uh, Kansas City barely gets by Atlanta. That was... Uh, is it the playoffs yet game? Right. We're, like, we're, 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 we're done. We're done we're like, with Yeah, we, us... we don't give a shit. Yes. That's why they were running some... They ran like a halfback pass on like the four. <laughs> Like, they're just bored. Which is weird because when the AFC number one seed is on the line, don't you think you just go out, take care of business, and then say, we'll worry about next week and rest and everybody? Yeah. But uh, anyway, I don't know what – two things in this game. What are the Jets doing and what are the Browns doing? Well, the Browns had no receivers. All the receivers had COVID. Oh, really? So it was basically Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and a bunch of practice squad dudes. And, okay. And, yeah. and you know, sense, I don't know what the Jets are doing. I, I – I mean, they must have knew that Jacksonville wasn't going to win another game, and I think Jacksonville had the tiebreaker tie yes. yep. anyway. So why not go out and win? Or but, why, but I don't still. know. That's a. I mean, I watched a little bit of the end of that game, and you know that that's where the criticism of Baker Mayfield is real. It's like those. That's a game you got to just find a way to win, right? You, even if you got to do it yourself. Yep. Absolutely. You got to find a way 100%. to win that game. Yep. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh has to come back and beat Indianapolis. I thought they were dead in the water. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the, the of, of the front end of that. I, well, I don't know what that was. I mean that. Indy, lucky in, to win Indy's that. one of the four teams now in the AFC that may miss the playoffs with ten or eleven right. wins. Yep. And, so. and, and we knew that was a possibility going in. Baltimore took care of the Giants. Didn't see anything. Somehow the Giants are still alive. Well, it's in their division. Um, Cincinnati beat Houston, and then J.J. Watt got pissed after the game and went off about his teammates. Oh, good yeah. eye roll for I me mean, there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, J.J., you haven't been relevant in eight years. Why don't you just shut up and play? Or how about this? Have that speech in the locker room instead of trying to call everybody you know, out. You want to call everybody out in the media so you get you know, you know get your Twitter glory. Congratulations. <laughs> Chargers beat the Broncos by three. This, sounded, this, looked like, this sounds like a rock fight. Yeah, I I didn't see much of it. I was I, I wouldn't watch that game. No, there, there there's nothing of redeeming value there. Speaking of that, next game. What is Lord. Washington? What is going on? I mean, you've got extortion claims from the owner. You've got the quarterback doing shady stuff, and now he's not on the team anymore. And then you go out and lose at home to Carolina. If you're the quarterback, if you're the backup quarterback, you've already lost your job this year. Yes. You're Haskins, so you're the backup. You already got busted for trying to get a family member into the team hotel during the COVID yep. thing. So you've already been busted once. Then you go and you get busted again hanging out with strippers without a mask. Like, you're coached by a man who was getting chemotherapy during the season. And still coaching. And you're playing with a guy who had 17 surgeries on his leg. And you're out fucking around with strippers three days before the game? Don't ever, ever, 
ever, as Chris Jericho <laughs> would right. say. Talk to me about an Ohio State quarterback ever fucking again. You can take your Justin Fields, your Dwayne Haskins, your Cardell Jones, your Troy Smiths, take your little gimmicky bullshit Urban Meyer college offense, keep it there. You're not NFL players, man. You're a bunch of five stars playing against a bunch of three stars 10 out of 11 weeks. Yay. Yay. Your program, you're just you're just numbers. That's it. I'm done with the Justin Fields. Go you and the Jets. It's a perfect marriage. You're gonna fail there. They're gonna hate you. The Jets are gonna suck, and it's gonna just fuel and it's your gonna be Ohio fine. State. It's gonna be fine. And I don't even hate Ohio State like you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just like these guys ain't good. They're not. Tim Tebow was not a good football player. Sorry, I don't care how many Heisman's and national championships he won. He sucked. <laughs> Couldn't throw the ball. That's part of being a quarterback. So, yeah, I think it's it's unfortunate for this Haskins kid because by all accounts, he's not a bad guy. He's obviously dumb and immature, which is something that seems to be bred at Ohio State. Talk to Zeke Elliott. But I don't know. I don't know if this costs him his – I don't know if this is a Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell level, you're just done. We're just, Johnny Manziel, like, eh. That was a really just good done. couple minutes from you. Sorry. No, I liked it. I was just, you it, know, was, it was excellent. I'm tired of hearing about these Ohio State quarterbacks. Where are they? We're, same thing, any, even Alabama you can throw in there. Where's, where are all these good out? Like, A.J. McCarron's been riding the pine for a decade. Like, There's never been, I mean, this Alabama's. This Mac Jones guy. Yeah. Oh, have fun with him in the third round when you pick him. They're, cool. They're not expected to do anything. It doesn't seem like Turn around ever. and hand off to Yeldon, uh, what, Ingram, mm-hmm. uh, Derrick Henry, Camaro right. when Lacey. he was there, Lacey, like, oh, boy, throwing to Jerry Judy. Right. Rugs. I mean, Ruggs, uh. Julio Jones. Boy, that's that's a bitch, man. <laughs> that is a bitch. Here, I'm going to throw it up here. Go it catch it, Julio. It like the cushiest job is, give me a break. is the Alabama quarterback. They give you everything. How many linemen always get drafted? Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Yeah. All, all of them come, and then the quarterback's just like, eh, not that great. Not you, that. You pivotal. have to have a pulse. Right. And be a white guy. To be the quarterback in Alabama, yes. unless you're Jalen Hurts. All right. And they ran him out. Yes, and he's actually okay, but he can't throw either. And Tua can't throw either. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Cowboys by 20 over Philly. I didn't. And somehow the Cowboys are still alive. This whole division coming down to the last week. Have you knew gone, it was going to happen? Have you gone through any of like the oh god, the, the, like the simulations of who needs to do what? Yeah, it's to get like in? trying to figure out the Rubik's cube. There's a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> a lot of stuff. There's there's so many. I tried. I was going to type it out, and oh, it would have been like two pages of scenarios. No, it was fine. too much. Uh, Seattle beat the Rams. Goff broke his thumb, had surgery. Not great Mm-mm. for them. And then last night, the Bills. I found this statistic unbelievable. They became the first team to sweep the Patriots in a season from their own division in over two decades. Mm -hmm. The last time Buffalo did it was 1999. Yeah. That shows you a level of dominance just to put it, put it on the, you know, on that plane and just look at it like, holy shit. Dominance slash other team ineptitude. Well, there's that too. Yeah. But the bills are legit. Seems like it's a good team. All right. Playoff picture. All right. 
AFC, Casey clinched the one seed. Uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh have both clinched their divisions. Buffalo right now sitting in the two seed. I like them as the two seed. Well, they got the tiebreaker yeah. over Pittsburgh, so um, Buffalo with a win will get the two in uh, if they win their last game. Tennessee still sitting at the top of the South at ten and five. Those are your division leaders. They have not clinched yet. The Dolphins, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indy, and Tennessee. All five of those teams are ten and five. Um, one of them's getting left out. Basically, it boils down to if you win your game, you're in for the for the most part, mm-hmm. um, unless all of them wins, and then I think Indy's out. Um, but we'll get into the matchups. There's some interesting yeah, games here coming down the last week. Coming yep, down no, the last right. week, um, is there a Thursday game? No, no, it's just Saturday and Sunday. Okay, no, nothing Saturday. No, it's really? all Sunday. It's all Sunday. All right. Um, NFC: The Packers are the one seed. Uh, have clinched the North. Saints are the two, Seahawks the three. They've both clinched their divisions. There is a world where the Seahawks end up the one seed. Really? If the Packers and the Saints were both to lose and the Seahawks won, they would get the one seed, which is just, I mean. How do they hold the tiebreaker over Green Bay? It's conference wins, something along those lines. Okay. Um, Washington at 6-9 and nine leads the <laughs> East. So Washington 6-9, Dallas 6-9, and nine, and the Giants at 5-10. and 10 are all still alive. I'm not sure I fully understand how the Giants are still alive, but they right. are. Because neither of those teams are getting in if they don't win the division. Right. So how do the Giants have a tiebreaker over both of them? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't care enough to dig no, in. I, I, I don't blame that. you. Tampa's the five seed at 10-5. and five. They are in the playoffs. They've clinched. It's one of my predictions. I did get yep. right. Uh, Rams at nine and six, Bears eight and seven round out the wild card. Bears hold the eight and seven tiebreaker over the Cardinals going into the last week. So, um, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of bottled up here, as you know, as you figure it would be the last week. Right. But man, the 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 last couple spots in the AFC, there's going to be a good team that gets left, left out. out. Yep. I kind of hope it's Cleveland because I think they're the shittiest of the teams. But um, probably right. I, I don't know. I mean, Cleveland, Miami, Miami's not exactly. No, they're they got a really good defense, but they're 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 a meat grinder on offense. Yeah. It's ugly. All right, let's go through the week seventeen matchups. Um, we can blow by the ones that yeah, don't the, matter. The like first couple are Minnesota they don't mean and Detroit nothing. does not matter. Nope. Um, the Jets in New England does not matter. Can I just say one thing about sure. Cam Newton? I I was watching some of that game last night. He got pulled again, dude. Like. I don't know. It, it's it's got to, and you could probably speak better to this than me because you played more football. Like there's this, there's a there's a macho mentality that I just don't get with football because at the end of the day, most of the time it's just not smart. There was a play in the second quarter last night. Buffalo was up like I don't know twenty four to three, and Cam is scrambling and he's running down the right sideline, and he's like gonna he's gonna be like two or three yards short of the first down. And he throws a shoulder into a safety, and I mean, it is nasty collision. The safety basically got knocked out. And, you know, he comes up two yards short, and New England punts the ball. But it's like, what are you doing that for? Why are you taking that shot? You've had shoulder problems. You can't throw. You're, 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 the reason you're not good anymore is because you've been hurt so much if you're Cam. Like, what what did that do? I don't get it. 
Like, who? What are you trying to prove? Are, are you trying to prove to Belichick that you're a tough guy, or are you That's, trying to prove you're like? I mean, I'm just asking right. rhetorically here. Like, it's because it, it has. There's no other explanation. That's a, stu- that's a stupid yes, play to make is. by him. It's no, there, there's no other explanation because he did it the week before and he fumbled. Because I was watching the game, so he he doesn't have any any muscle memory of of that same exact thing happening. I guess I can only speak to the fact that when you're in the moment and stuff's happening and you, you need to make a split decision, your brain just goes, if, if those are your competitive juices, that's what you're doing. But the funny thing about Cam is, like, his most famous play as a player is him not doing that when he didn't want to jump on the fumble in the Super Bowl. Right. So that's what I'm It's just really weird. And Cam Newton... Maybe because he doesn't want to get pulled and he wants he, to prove that he dude, can try and he still might, have it. I don't he's know. He's one of the four or five most phenomenal athletes to ever play that position. That dude is a freak. He's a giant of a man. But his career just is not what it should have been because he was so reckless. And got hurt a lot. And you just you know, just a just a simple play in the second quarter of that game, it just was it just stood out to me like, man, that's that's why you're gonna be retired at thirty two. You that's stupid. Talk to Steve Young about that kind of shit. Yep. You gotta slide, man. Run out of bounds. Yeah, for, for all the stuff, and, and believe me, I think the collective Packer fandom absolutely lets out blood-curdling screams when Roger starts running in an open field, mm-hmm. not towards the sideline where you know he's just going to stick the ball out and get a couple of yards at a first down, but when he's running down in between the hash marks and you hope to God that nobody either takes a cheap shot or he remembers to slide. Well, it's, yeah. like, that's the stuff where I think in the back of his mind, like, I'm going to get what I can, and then I'm going to protect myself. because you know that his his collarbones are made of glass. Well, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I think he knows that, yeah, too. Like, He's like, dude, I have no business lowering my shoulder I, to anybody. You can, we're cool with the six-yard gain. We right. don't need nine. Right, and we're, we we're don't good. need you done for the rest of the season. Right. Yeah. So I don't know why that chromosome is not in... Newton's head. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Um, where did we leave off? Vegas and Denver. Don't care. Um, Chargers and Chiefs. Doesn't Mah- matter. Mahomes is going to rest. Uh, Miami and Buffalo. There's your first big one. Yep. Yep. Because Miami needs it. Buffalo wants the two. Yep. And getting the two would be huge. Very big. Very big for, for them. them. Um, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I mean, like you said, Need to win your game and you're in. Cincinnati Boy, is, they, they've is been, garbage. They've been frisky though lately. I mean, they you're beat right. you know, but they beat a shitty they beat a shitty Texans yes. team. Somehow they beat the Steelers. I I don't know, but you would I think, think Baltimore would handle business. You would think Pittsburgh probably wants to write the ship. Cleveland needs to win. I mean, there's another big one. These they're, Pittsburgh's they're, already said they're resting everyone. Really? Yep. So they're so Cleveland's gonna okay uh, unless they pull a Cleveland. They're going to win that game there, and be in. Are their guys going to be back? I I would assume. Okay. Um, Dallas and the Giants. There you go. You you win one and you hold. So if the Giants win, they're they're six and ten, and the Cowboys would be six and ten. And then if Philly somehow beat Washington, Washington. they'd all be six and ten. And the Giants except Philly get in. I don't know. I think. I mean, that's why. That's the only that's reason the only they're reason still alive. It's got to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Falcons and Buccaneers. I mean, is Tampa going to rest people? I mean, is there is there any way they can't move um, up? No, they can't move up. I so. and I don't. I think if the Rams were to win, Tampa could slide down. But with Goff being out, that's probably a Brady plays a couple. You know, maybe a half and right. 
Um, I'm really glad we we don't have to go into too much because we've already spent a lot of time on the Bears and Packers. I am just glad that this game means something for both teams. Like Green Bay has an incentive to play to get the number one seed. The Bears want to win to get a playoff spot. Yeah, I'm not glad. I'm 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 I'm, I'm just <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that there's something on both sides that makes this to be a game that would be of interest. I'm glad it's on at three thirty and not seven. Well, I, so you'll take that instead of I mean it was at noon. Yeah, and I know. Now it got pushed back. Three thirty is fine. That's a good okay. that's a good time to watch. But all I'm right. glad I'm glad they didn't bump it to the night Prime game. Time. Although. Whoever is in charge of doing that is not in, not, no not intelligent. Shit, you might have to talk to your boy about that. I'm not going to mention that, that at all. It's an interesting decision. Well, the, the NFL does that. It has nothing to do with NBC. I don't think. Um, I think they just hand them the game. Jacksonville and Indy. I mean, you'd think Indy would wax them. You would think. And and you know, so that gives Indy 11 wins. It gives Cleveland 11 wins. Miami Buffalo, man, Miami could be in trouble. If, if that's Buffalo, that's a that's Buffalo lays the wood to yeah. them and then they they leave then then they're out. Um, Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals and I Rams. Mean, you, uh, you said backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if Arizona can't win against them with a backup quarterback, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Right. Seahawks and San Francisco. Seahawks, they want to win, right? You know, forty nine has been a problem still there. for them sometimes. It's so a good I, rivalry. I mean, yeah. Um, Saints and Carolina. I mean, Saints have to win to have any hope for. For the one. So, I mean, they're going to probably try. Um, and then Houston and Tennessee. Tennessee's got to win. they got to win, win the division, mm-hmm. you know, get a home game in the first right. round. Sunday night football. Like It's NFC only it's got to only be because game. of the big markets. That's the only thing I can think of. But who the fuck's watching that Philly team? Especially at 8.30 on a, yeah. on a Sunday night. No. I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe they were fearful of. I mean, you would have been better off putting Dallas and the Giants on than than the Washington Philly sure. game. Probably. I mean, you got the New York market, and nationally, they love the Cowboys well, even when they're it, bad. At least it's a loser leaves town match. Right. I mean, like right. If you lose, if you lose, you're out. I mean, Philly. Who? What do they care? So that's kind of weird. That is your NFL report. All almost fifty minutes of it for uh, today. We'll go over the playoff games and kind of recap the regular season coming up next week. Let's switch to the NBA, where I, I'm really shocked. I guess when talking to you about the Bucks, and I can't watch them because YouTube TV and Sinclair um, ownership of the Fox Sports Wisconsin. I did watch a little bit of the of the, of the Christmas game. Um, and I think against Boston they were on TNT, right? So I watched a little bit of that. But other than that, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I haven't kept up probably as much as you have. But you three games in are already not loving what you're seeing. No, no. Um, and you can make that determination after th- this few these few of games. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not like pulling my hair out panic mode, but um, it's kind of get your shit together. Yeah, I mean, they're one and two. You know, they lose opening night to Boston. Um, They're down 18 going into the fourth. They make a furious comeback. They take the lead. Tatum banks in some sloppy-ass three over Giannis' outstretched arm to put them up one. Giannis gets fouled on the inbound, goes to the line, needs two to tie, makes the first, misses the second. Um. They just didn't play well. You know, Augustine didn't play that night. Um, Their bench gave them nothing. Then they play Golden State at home. Golden State's terrible. I mean, they got Steph Curry, who's who's great, but um, it it, this, you know, 
they just don't have enough weaponry. Draymond didn't play. The, you know, the Bucks the Bucks beat him by 100. Middleton was hot. <laughs> so that game I don't I don't take much from sure. it. Then the other night they go Sunday night and they're playing the Knicks, a uh, a rebuilding undermanned Knicks team that is like got a bunch of dudes that shoot in the 20 to low 30% from 3. And they go 16 for 27 from 3 and they blow the Bucks out and it's it's very very reminiscent to what we saw at the end of last year and it's Giannis's inability at the end of games to close whether it be a jump shot a post move a free throw and this just this willingness defensively to give up threes and it's killing them right now and i don't you know, that's one of those things we've talked about it. We even talk about it with the high school stuff. Is is it you're incapable of making a change schematically or are you unwilling to make the change? Because they when they hired Budenholzer and they came up with this defensive philosophy, it was new, it was different, and it kind of threw the league for a loop. That was two years ago. Things seem to have been figured out. Well, yeah. And teams evolve. Right. Teams change. The league evolves. There's more three shot now than there was two years ago. So they got to find a way to correct that. Right now, the other team's guards are murdering the Bucks, And this is after going out and getting Drew Holiday, who's one of, if not the best, perimeter defensive guards in the league. Um, they have no bench. They're getting no production. Um, Connaughton's been awful. Augustine's only played like one game. Torrey Craig got his face smashed the other night. I think he broke his nose. Um, Portis has been the only. Portis has been okay. But just because he's put in points. But, you know, but, but that's what you said. He's a scorer. Bryn Forbes, he's either going to come in and make threes, and if he doesn't, you can't play him. Um, you know, there was a Sam Merrill sighting in the first game. <laughs> DJ Wilson has done what DJ Wilson does which is disappoint. So, they've got a they've got a problem uh because when their second unit goes in, when when Giannis and or Middleton are not on the floor, they're getting roasted. Um Brooke Lopez has not played well. Drew Holiday's been okay. DiVincenzo's been good. Giannis has been good, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's still getting his 27 and 12 or whatever, but I haven't seen anything in his game change. He's still got the hitch in his three. He still airballs a three a game. He's still a 60% free throw shooter. He still has no post moves. So all the things that last March when they went out west and got their ass kicked right before the, the shutdown, and then when they came back into the bubble, all those things that were a problem are still a problem. And part of it, I think you can attribute to a short off season. I was going to say, not a lot of time to work on stuff, not a lot of freedom to go work on things. But, you know, if you watch this team enough, you know, there's no secrets in the NBA. Everybody knows what everybody's running. It's just how you run it and who you're running it for. Nothing's changed. And, you know, I think Budenholzer's a little bit on the hot seat. I think it's warm. Um, the problem is, I think if you're going to make that move, you'd have to make it really soon because you're not going to fire him 40 games into the year because all you would do at that point is you're just going to move his assistants down a seat. What are we changing here? Right. 
if you're going to fire him, you'd have to do it soon so you can go out and you can hire, you know, a Jeff Van Gundy or a a different guy who could come in and have a little time to implement a system. Um, I just think that me and all Buck fans need to be prepared. This is probably a three or four seed team, maybe a, maybe a conference semifinalist, conference finalist if they're lucky. But as currently constituted, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it from this team. I don't. I don't think they have the depth. And I think schematically, they're kind of stagnant. I mean, it's similar like with the Packers and McCarthy. Like, it's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you got these. You got a couple really good dudes who are going to win you games. But when you're playing the top, top tier, that's when your flaws get exposed right. and you really don't have a counter for it. Okay. Uh, they got Miami tonight and tomorrow. Last time yeah. I saw them, they eliminated, eliminated be, them in the bubble. I would be thrilled with a split. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll win either, frankly. No. Okay. Um, they should be on, yeah, right yep, now, right I, now. I, I would imagine. Um, then they're uh, home against the Bulls and against uh, Detroit. And you got to beat those Monday. teams because they suck. Because they, they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you hope to maybe get back to 500 after this. Right. Close to it, yeah. I, mean, I, I think they're they're one and two, one and two. So you get yeah, three, three and four, wins and then like lose that. one, maybe. Okay. Um, all right, college football. The Duke's Mayo Bowl is as people are going to listen to this this morning, or it was this morning, depending on when you listen. Um, it's against Wake Forest. The only reason I have any interest in watching it just because it's the last game, and it's because of an opponent they've never played. Other than that, I don't know anything about Wake Forest. Um, they're not going to have their two receivers, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis. Mertz is going to play. Burgers back from having COVID. Um, the defense is probably going to be good. They're favored by almost 10 points. The over-under is 51.5, which I'm taking the under because I don't understand how the offense is going to put that up. But Wake Forest has given up like 31.5 a game. But I, I, there, there's just n- been nothing exciting about this Badgers team. It's been a struggle from day one. The defense has been the bright spot. Seeing Mertz blow out two shitty teams at the start has been great. Then watching him play like a freshman against good defenses. There, he's got no receiver help. Um, Ferguson has been good. Somebody at work called him overrated, which I'm like, he's one of the best offensive weapons that they that they. Well, he's have. one of the best tight ends in the Big Ten, and the other teams know it too, so they cover him with multiple people. And they don't have anybody else to throw it to. <laughs> have you ever watched football before? Right. Um, the running back situation has been a disaster uh, all year, and now your backup uh, quarterback, who was your starter coming into the year, who broke his foot, says, "I'm going somewhere else." Jack Cohen. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's whatever. If, Time for the season to be done. If if you if you aren't already at home tomorrow when that game starts, if you like leave what you're doing or like take off work to go watch it, you should seek help. How many bowl games are there? Do you do you know? Is, there, is it like forty five ish? There's usually around thirty, and I think ten have been canceled. Yeah, they should cut about another ten out, <laughs> because I really i've I've heard a lot of people on on some of the national shows starting starting to rail about this. Um, I know college football gets great ratings, and it gets great ratings because it's football. It's the most boring sport in America. <laughs> it's the same. It's it's the same five or six teams at the end. fighting for four yep. spots every year. Same teams. And one of them usually gets exposed in, in not belonging. 
But it's the same team. I know that. It's the four in it, and then you could throw in an Oklahoma and a USC or what or Oregon or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um the the Badgers in Wake Forest shouldn't be playing in a bowl. They both suck. They both had shitty years. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And Nobody's gonna watch it. Nobody dri- would have nobody would have gone to the game if you could go to the game. It's driven by mostly the people at ESPN because they have a they have I think probably ninety percent of the games on their networks, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Is but it, it's hurting your product, right? No, but they but they don't. They just see because the commercial I, revenue. And I think as we go forward now, you're going to see more and more uh, players opting out for these games that don't mean anything. Right. And I think at some point you might even see some schools decline invitations to some of these lower level bowls because it becomes such an aggravation. You know, and and you're not gonna. Nobody's gonna go. I mean, I don't know. Where where is this game, Charlotte? I don't think it'll matter to the teams as much when they can collect a big check to put in their athletic department budget for the next year. Getting a big check though. How much are they getting getting a big check? Nothing. I I bet they're getting paid at least a million dollars. That's nothing. Well, in in, Barry Alvarez spends that on foot rubs during the year. Million dollars. They're building like a freaking I know five hundred yes. million dollar gym up there in the next couple of years that they don't. I somebody told me that the other day, and I'm like, yeah. And people wonder why it costs fucking eighty grand to go there. What a right, waste! Right. Well, the athletic department is completely independent of, of sure it is. Of any- yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and keep believing that one. <laughs> uh there was a and just to kind of give credence to your to your point about bowls is that people were up in arms that I think army finished the year seven and two, something like that. And you've got losing record power five teams getting bowl invitations. I thought their bowl got canceled. Right. And then then they didn't get invited to another one, to another one. And that's, and that was a problem for people. And, and, it's it's ridiculous. Like if you if these programs had any integrity, they'd give up their invitation and give it to Army. Well, nobody's going to do that. Well, I mean, listen. I know that we are now dealing with an era of kids and people that are fully, fully, fully entrenched into the participation trophy era, and these are all these are just participation trophies. Well, oh yeah, to for me. Sure. Yeah, it, and it is. I don't know. I mean, you know. I'm sure those guys, if you're a senior, you want to play one more game, and I get all that. But then don't be three and three. Right. Yep. Earn it. Yeah. Earn it. Earn it. No, ha- that's ha- fine. It should be a little merit. It should It should be. It just, it's not special to make that anymore. It's the same right. gripe I keep having about the NCAA basketball tournament. And, oh, now we're going to have 64. Right. Expand, now we're going to have more. Expand, and they're yeah. talking about a 96. It's like, no. To me, if, be you, good. if you can play in a bowl on New Year's Day. Yeah. Or the Rose Bowl, or New Year's Eve, or something like that. Then it's something. If you're playing at the tail end, and, and and I get now with the COVID thing, everything's been pushed back. But if you're playing December 26th or 27th in a bowl game, chances are it doesn't mean much. No, it's just an extra game for you to for for you to line the pocketbook in the in the. It's for this. It's for Scott's turf feeder to be able to make a little ad revenue. Right. That's it. Duke's Mayo is going to sell a couple extra. When I go right from here to Festival Foods, I'm going to check for some Duke's Mayo. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it before. No. Now, but but like you said at the game, 
last night. The number three selling uh, mayo. Well, how many brands? Well, are yeah, what does three? that mean? What does that mean? I need context. Right. What the fuck does the, the third highest selling mayo in America out of four? Right. You know, like oh great, you're in the bottom seventy five percentile or whatever. Uh, college hoops. Let's switch to the Badgers. They uh, they I actually watched this game last night. Surprisingly, I really? didn't even know it was on. I oh, found it, was, it by accident. It was not a great game for Wisconsin. They were denied a lot in the paint. They settled for three, and and Maryland was uh, had a little fight in them. And it's funny that like I looked at the Maryland record and I was like, really? And then they came in and I was like, okay, well that that seems like Maryland. Seem seemed a yeah. little bit better than what their I mean, record have, had indicated. Definitely got some athletes. I mean, well, and and the Badgers have two losses, and they're to Marquette and Maryland. And what do they have in common? They're very, very athletic, mm-hmm. and the Badgers are not. No, and um, you know, Maryland last night got hotter than hell in the second half, yeah. and they, you know, that was just one of those things. You play that game ten times, the Badgers win it nine times. Okay, um, they're just a better, deeper team than Maryland at I, this point. I was just really surprised but, at the Michigan State win, and then the Spartans got the shit. If Joey Hauser's your best guy, you're not a top ten team. I watched him play at Marquette. Okay, that's fair. Average. Okay. Average Big Ten player. I mean, he's had a couple of nice games. But, um, but yeah, Michigan State, what are they, 0-3, I think, in the league now? Yeah. 0-3 or 0-4. Lost to Northwestern, then they lost to Wisconsin, and then yeah. Minnesota. I mean, look, Trice, you know, for a, for a 34-year-old college player, he's playing well. <laughs> Um, I know our our, our buddy, uh, Mr. Schmolt, his commentary today was hilarious to me about him being tired of hearing about how old the Badgers are. Well, aren't you in the newspaper business? Or don't you like facts? Because those are facts. They're old. It's a bunch of old dudes that are taking grad context, programs yes, right. that may even be older next year if they all come back because none of them are going to get drafted. So, um you know, good for Trice. He is playing well. He's at twenty nine and twenty four the last two games. Um, Nate Reaver's not having a good year. Is it because everybody around him has been better, or is, well, is he just not taking as big a step as he should? Potter playing two big guys at the same time is tough, and he's more of a perimeter guy than Potter. And yeah, I mean, you know, you got senior guards in Trice and Davidson who are trying to who are good enough to get their own without any help. So they're not maybe looking at Reavers as much. And he hasn't shot the ball as well. His rebounding numbers are down. He's been in foul trouble more. I mean, look. Ford's come a long way as well. I mean, I remember that, I mean, even at points last year, the year before, they wanted him kicked off the team. Yeah, he, so he's, he's up and miss, down. Right, yeah. you know, no, I, no, mean, I, get that. I still think Johnny Davis, by the end of the year, needs be to be starting. starting yeah. Because he's... He is he's the best athlete and it's not even close on that team. <laughs> I mean I'm I, I I guess Trice is probably the second best athlete, but uh Johnny Davis is 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 impressive and is gonna be good. But um you know, the Big Ten's good. These guys are gonna beat up on each other. The Badgers, you know, I told Coach Suter the other day we were talking about it. I said the Badgers are the Badgers. They play the way they play. Everybody knows it. Um they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of Big Ten games. They're gonna be in the mid twenties for wins. They're gonna be a bitch to play in the tournament, but they're not gonna win the title. So that's just kind of who this program is. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not I'm not ripping on it because I mean you could be Marquette and you could make the tournament once every five years like they seem to do. Right. Because Wojo just can't seem to have anything sustained multiple years in a row. But um, 
they got a, they got an interesting game coming up Thursday against a pretty good Minnesota team that's playing really well right now. Right. But the Badgers always kind of seem to handle Minnesota. This one's at the Cole, mm-hmm. and actually Minnesota's actually played better in Madison the last couple of years than they do up in the barn. Up the barn. But um, I'd like to go watch it. I don't know. Barn. This this one, I, I think this is an afternoon game on Thursday, right? Yep. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. I might have to tune in and check that sure. one out and see how many times uh, Brad Davidson falls down. Because <laughs> I, like, I counted nine in the... 14 plus minutes of the second half that I watched. How many were legit? So that doesn't even count the first half. How many were legitimate flops? Half. Okay. Yeah, half. <laughs> He's your boy. I well, I mean, that. just like you, you fall down and they call a foul on you. Well, how'd that work? How'd that help? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, then they play Penn State on Sunday. That just got announced, I think, as, a, uh, as an 11 a.m. tip well, time. Well, there will be as many people at Penn State. That day is or isn't a normal game day because nobody goes to those fucking games. I've heard Mike Lucas talk about that. It's like they're calling. It's like what we do now. Oh, we're calling a game the, in an empty gym. There's nobody there. Quiet during free throws. Um, how's Marquette doing? I haven't. I haven't paid attention to them as much um, as seasons past. Well, they're five and five um, after their big opening uh, Big East road win against a really good Creighton team. They've lost three straight. Mm-hmm. They lost at home to Seton Hall by seven. Um, lost uh, on a buzzer beater to Xavier in a, yep. in a really good game. You and, and I were texting. There, yeah, Xavier's a little bit better than I thought they'd be. Um, you know, yeah, you lose on the road like that to a good team. It is what it is. Uh, but then you come home and you get your brains kicked in by Villanova. So um, they got Georgetown on, on Saturday, who I watched last week, and they do not look good. <laughs> And uh, then they get U- UConn's back in the Big East, so uh, cool. you get to play UConn uh, on Tuesday, back where they belong, out of that stupid American yeah, conference is that it they were AAC in. AAC yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, if you think Big East basketball, it's like Georgetown, Syracuse, UConn. Right. Villanova. Like, that. that's it. Those are the teams. And Syracuse is in the freaking AC. Syracuse has conference games with Miami. I mean, up upstate New York versus southern tip of Florida is in the same conference. Fuck you, football. <laughs> but no, Marquette. I mean, they're young. That you know, they're playing two freshmen. That DJ Carton kid who transferred in from Ohio State. He's basically a freshman. He played like five games for them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys they're relying on, and you know, they're taking their lumps. But if these guys stick around. I think in another year or two, Marquette's got a chance to be pretty good because they've got another pretty good recruiting class coming in. But um, th- it's going to be a struggle, I think, for them to make the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I, I just if they got if they were a five hundred Big East team, I'd be pretty pleased with that. I'd be considering you losing the leading scorer in the nation. That, that would be pretty nice. The road, considering what's happened to the Big East, looks a little challenging. Yeah, Big East is better this year. Yeah, so. All right, um, let's wrap up with uh, talking about your uh, your YouTube channel. I know you said you were going to release some stuff every couple of weeks. I've heard I've heard some people talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm probably going to splash a link up on Facebook. I'm going to have to check. I, I haven't I haven't checked any of them out yet, but I do want to watch some of the old stuff we talked about before we started rolling. One of the um, Wisconsin Sports Minute features that we do talked about this day back in '97. 
Yeah, it would have yeah, been. Yeah, yep, it would have been 97. December of '97. Yeah, yeah, so so you would have been a junior. Yep. And you guys played Whitefish Bay in Madison at a at a classic holiday tournament, and then Whitefish Bay after that game went back to Milwaukee and played again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they played two games and they won both of them. Um, but uh, talk about what you're uh, what, what 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 you're putting up on the YouTube channel. Uh, well, last week. Uh, and the week before, because we didn't have a show, I guess, in the last, you know, 10 days or so, mm-hmm. I put up a few few more games. Um, I put up, uh, there's a game from 91, a Beloit Craig game. Okay. Uh, Jim Jackson and Berlowski, I think they both have 30. So that's a pretty good one to watch. Um, and then I put up, uh, I, I, I found I had basically the 1992 tournament run of Ben Berlowski's senior year. Um I think I think in the tournament I think he goes like twenty eight points, twenty nine points. He has forty in the sectional final. Wow! So those games are all up on the on the page. Um, tonight I'm going to put up the the state tournament game from that year when they play Milwaukee King, and King was uh, the defending state champions, I believe, and they had uh, a guy that he ended up going to play with at Green Bay was the point guard Eric Jackson. Um, one of the one of their big guys ended up going to Wisconsin. The other one ended up, I think, at DePaul. So there's like four D one guys in that legit. game. But Burlow again, he had like thirty. I think the, I think Craig scored like fifty five points, and he had like thirty of them. Um, <laughs> almost single handedly beat beat the uh, defending champ. So I'm going to put that one up, and then uh, I've got a game from the ninety five year, I believe, is next with uh, that's the Brian Dillon, Paul Zelmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Nichols' team. It's it's not the full game. I think it cuts off with about four minutes left. That would have been my freshman year. Okay. Mm, yeah, would have been your yeah. freshman year. It's a Beloit-Craig game. Okay. And uh, so I'm going to put those up tonight. And then this weekend, um, you might start seeing yours truly wandering around on a couple of the courts because we're starting to get into the the late 90s, into my era. Um I don't know if it's next on the docket, but uh, there's a there's a Craig Parker game from '96, okay. my sophomore year, that uh, got a little hairy. <laughs> Uncle Bob's is a coach. Yeah, got a little hairy there for a while. It's 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 one of the better Craig Parker games you'll see. Parker had a pretty good team that year. Mm-hmm. Mike Burkholder was their best guy. He was a first team All Conference guy, and uh, you know we we had a great team that year. So. Those will probably be the next ones that you'll see up. But, yeah, I've been checking out, and, you know, some of them have gotten a lot of views. I mean, I think I think the Beloit-Craig game from 90, one of one of the clips has got over, like, 250 views That's on it. Awesome. So it's pretty cool. I've got, you know, 10 or 15 people have subscribed to it, which That's is cool. really cool. And, uh, yeah, I just hope people get a kick out of it. And, I mean, you know. You, people have been binge watching shows for the last nine months. You know, maybe stuff to watch. You know, you don't want to watch the Bucks or something, or there's not a Badger game on. You want to watch some hoops? Throw this on YouTube for a half hour, forty five minutes, and yeah. kind of have a little little nostalgia. Maybe we'll give a give a, a little tweet to mention to to Travis Wilson of With Sports or Mark Miller, and they can you know try and put out a link and say, hey, you got some got some good quality old school basketball with some. You know, former big college guys. That, well, I think what's been nice. Go put it up. What's been nice for the uh, the page is all of these current games that are on YouTube. Right. So when people are typing in Craig Jamesville Craig, yours pops up. Mine's one of the ones for that's sure. popping up. Yep. So I think I've, I, it's probably gotten some eyeballs there, and people are like, "Well, what is this?" Right. And uh, yeah, well, as long as they keep coming back, cool. So cool. So name name the channel again. 
Janesville Craig Hoops Classics. All right, that's on YouTube. You can go check it out uh, at your leisure and uh, watch some some old school Craig basketball. That'll be good. I don't I don't have many memories of watching games. I think it was fresh our freshman year when they lost twice to like Milwaukee Tech. They lost at a holiday tournament, and I think they lost, lost to them at state. state. And I think, well, that I think I have that game too. That one I might be putting okay. up this weekend because that Tech tournament game. I can't remember where it was, but we all piled. I think in. Schulmeyer's dad. It was over. Uh, it was over it was, towards Milwaukee somewhere. Because I remember going to it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, I mean, I remember that. I mean, it, it was it was in a big field house. Um, I've seen so many Craig basketball I games. It's I bet. not even funny. I bet. And you have and a I good have this, recollection of all of them. I have a very. When it comes to sports, I'm Rain Man. When it comes to what I did last week or where are my keys, I got no fucking clue. <laughs> Shades of the Schwab over here, <laughs> the local Schwab. All right, that will do it for the intentional foul this week. Hopefully you survive Snowmageddon and uh, get unburied and down some Duke's mayo on your ham sandwich or something, and we will reconvene next week and we'll... So wait, uh, are we going to... any? Should we do a wager? Do I get any points for the weekend? Are you going to give me anything? Are you going to give me a touchdown? I don't even know what the spread is. I'll give you a touchdown. Give me a touchdown for what? Uh, 12 pack of dew? Sure. All right. Absolutely. We'll do that. I'll do that. Okay, that's or we could Rochambeau for it. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> what the hell? I kick you in the nuts. No, you kick me I in the nuts. I know what that is. No, last I, one standing wins. Call, no, absolutely not. That is a very good place to end it. Uh, thank you for downloading and subscribing. Uh, and as always, please tell your friends. I'm Josh. I'm Dan, and we will talk to you next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>